Drama on One. Sundays at 8pm. rta.ie forward slash drama on one. Drama on one. Tonight on Drama on One, it's the wedding anniversary by Bernard Farrell. Jack and Deirdre are happily married. Well, sort of. After a little tension creeps in on whether Leakslip is a centre of medical excellence or not, they decide to surprise each other. Starring Stephen Brennan, Janet Moran, Peter Gaynor, Venetia Bowe and Brian Murray, this is The Wedding Anniversary by Bernard Farrell. Slow down and just tell me what this is all about. I told you, it's our wedding anniversary and we're going to do something you always said you wanted to do. Oh, did I? I said I wanted to be dragged out of bed at six in the morning, did I? Said I wanted to be ordered to gobble down my breakfast as fast as I could, did Nobody I? Nobody And rushed you. out into the car still pulling on my clothes. Oh, yes, warm clothes, And then very driven important. at this suicide speed out of Dublin into County Meath or are we in County Kildare? It's or County the... Meath. And now, oh, now, hold on. This is a big bump in the road here. <laughs> oh, merciful oh. God, Jack. Are you trying to kill us or what? I said hold on. And oh, Jack, and again, Jack, our Jack. sharp end here. Hold on. Jack, Jack, we're not going to make it. Jack, we won't make it, Jack. Jack. We made it. Not far to go now. Not far to where? And why at this speed? Because we're already late as it is. Late for what? You'll see, and you'll love it. Nearly there now. Look, I'm slowing down. Slowing down now. Now turning in here. You're turning into a deserted field in the middle of nowhere. Oh, it's not deserted. Wait till you see. Once we get over this bit of hilly ground... The the bones are being shaken out of me. Just keep watching. Are you watching, Deirdre? No, I'm not. And I can tell you now, whatever all this is about, it's not worth it. Oh, it is. Now, look down over there to the right. Do you see it? See what? Oh, my God. Oh, my merciful God. It's like an apparition. Isn't it just? Look at the colours of it. And the size of it. Such a beautiful hot air balloon. Absolutely. And all pumped up with hot air ready to fly. And Deirdre, that's where we're going. Going? We're not going up in it, are we? Of course we are. This is my anniversary surprise for you this year. And isn't it one of the things you always said you wanted to do? Yes, it is. Oh, Jack, this is a wonderful surprise. Better than last year's surprise? Oh, much better. Worth the last 40 years with me, is it? Oh, yes. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. This is definitely your best anniversary surprise ever. And did you really mean that, Deirdre? I know that we are talking about 11 months ago, but when you said those words, the best anniversary surprise ever, 
Did you really mean them? Oh, yes. In that moment, I did. I always wanted to go up in a hot air balloon. Always. Mm. So in that moment, you didn't feel any fear? Any threat? No. I was delighted. But on your previous year's anniversary, as you recounted in one of our earlier sessions, you were also delighted when Jack took you potholing. Well, yes, I and was. we know how that turned out. How you could have died when your underground helmet torch suddenly and mysteriously failed. And Jack, instead of helping you, actually disappeared, leaving you hundreds of feet beneath the ground with no yes, one yes, to help that's you. that's all true. But as I also explained before, on our anniversaries, Jack always liked to surprise me. Ah, surprise you? Or frighten you? Pardon? I recall you saying before that you thought he liked to frighten you. And especially on each anniversary. Well, yes, all right, frighten then. But most of the time it was like the way that children like to frighten their brothers or sisters by hiding behind a door and then jumping out. It's all affectionate. I see. And don't forget that early in our marriage, as soon as I realised that Jack was afraid of animals, all animals, not only lions and tigers, but cats, dogs, even cows, <laughs> I always teased him about that and, and, yes, frightened him too. Like when I gave him the Killer Cats video or the man-eating crocodile video for Christmas or said I was thinking about getting a pet Alsatian dog for our house. Well, yes, but those perhaps were more everyday surprises. Jokes. But his yearly anniversary surprises were quite different, were they not? Well, that's true. The potholing surprise really did frighten the life out of me. Indeed. And yet when you saw the hot air balloon and heard of his plans, you felt no fear at all. No, not at that time. So when did that change? From your more positive feelings of excitement and anticipation to ones of fear and threats to your life? Well... I think that was maybe when Jack stopped the car and started to talk about Johnny Thunder. Johnny Thunder? I think I'll just drive a bit closer to the balloon. Then we can walk over from there. Oh, lovely. And I can see now why you packed all these bags. And oh, things. yes, all planned food to eat and warm clothes to wear while we're up there in the skies. Oh, it's a great surprise, Jack. I love it. Oh, and it gets better because there'll be just the three of us going up. Three of us? What three of us is that? You, me and the pilot. It's an exclusive flight, Deirdre, just for us. Really? Oh, Jack, that sounds great. I think we'll park here so we don't get in their way. All right, now, what will I carry? You carry nothing. Leave all that to me. I have everything. Oh, all right. Uh, are you sure there's only three of us going up? There's a good few people around the balloon. Yes, all waiting for us to arrive. So we better start walking now. They're all Johnny Thunder's ground crew. Johnny Thunder? Who's Johnny Thunder? He's our pilot. A oh, real great guy is Johnny. Oh, do you know him? Do I know him? Didn't I go to school with Johnny? I must have mentioned Johnny at some time. No, I don't remember oh, you ever mentioning That's probably because he used to be called Sean O'Reilly then. But as soon as he became famous, especially after he flew single-handed over the Andes in South America in his balloon in the middle of a thunderstorm, then he became Johnny Thunder. Oh, Johnny is now a legend in the world of aviation, especially balloon flying. Oh, mind you don't walk with that cow dung there. What? Oh, 
Oh, thanks. I was too busy looking over at the balloon. Uh, and there's another one. Another balloon? No, another cow pad. Oh, right. Oh, they're everywhere, aren't they? They are indeed. But mercifully, no cows that I can see. No. <laughs> <laughs> and, and all those people holding the ropes, they're the crew, are they? Johnny Thunders. Indeed they are. His ground crew. All highly trained and doing all this just for us. <laughs> Lovely. And the man in the basket squirting that fire thing up into the balloon. That's it. That's Johnny. Shooting the propane gas up into the balloon for our liftoff. Oh, look, he's seen us. Give him a wave. <laughs> We've arrived, Johnny. Ah, look, he's waving back. Right. I think he's telling us to hurry up. Increase the pace there, Deirdre. Oh, all right. Oh. He looks a lot older than you, Jack. With the white beard and the white hair. Oh, yes, uh, but, uh, don't mention any of that. His old health has aged him badly. But he, he likes to think positively, no matter what the doctors say. The doctors? Uh, but, but we're safe going up with him, aren't we? Of course we are. Johnny is one of life's great survivors, and he said he's delighted to come out of retirement to do all this just for us. Out of retirement? Oh, well, but say nothing about that either. At the time, he had no choice but to retire. Ah, Johnny! What a great morning. Perfect for flying, is it? More than perfect, Jack. But we need to go soon to get the right wind. Oh, absolutely. Walk faster there, Deirdre. I'm walking as fast as I can. So, uh, how do we get into the basket, Johnny? We have steps around the other side. And welcome to your good lady. Uh, Deirdre! Nice to meet you, Johnny. And you too, Daphne. Hurry along now. Uh, we are, Johnny. Did you hear what he called me? I just ignore that. His hearing isn't the best. Uh, around here, Johnny, is it? Yes, yes. Tracy will look after you there. Tracy, look after Jack and Daphne there. Will do, Captain. Hi, folks. Over here and welcome. I'm Tracy, Captain Thunder's ground crew coordinator. Oh, oh pleased to meet you, Tracy. Yes, hello, Tracy. Sure, and back at you. Now, no time to lose. Come quickly round here and climb up those steps and into the basket. We're ready for liftoff. So, need to go, go, go. Oh, <laughs> right. Uh, thank you, Tracy. Come on, Deirdre. Here, take these bags and follow me up. And then hand them in to me while you get in. She's very young, isn't she, to have a big job like that? Oh, I'd say she's highly trained. Look, she has headphones and everything. Come on, folks. A little less conversation, a little more action. All right, Tracy. Oh, these steps are a bit bockety. Oh, be careful, Jack. Be careful climbing in. I am careful. Stop worrying. I'll just grip the edge of the basket and... Down I go. There, now I'm in. Now, now you climb up and hand me down all that stuff. And then you climb in. Now, quick as you can, Deirdre. Right, right. There's the bags. Oh, it's a bit of a wind up here, isn't there? Ah, never mind all that. Just climb in. I am, I am. Oh, there's a big drop down into the basket. Uh, not at all. Here, just give me your hand. Oh, Jack, I don't think I can. For God's sake, Deirdre, they're all waiting. Oh, I know. As soon as you can, folks. Just grab the edge of the basket and hoosh yourself in. That's it, Daphne. Forget all about dignity and style. Just tumble in. I am, Johnny. There, I'm... I'm nearly up there. Ah, now, there. Now, you're in. Now, well done, well done. And welcome on board, Daff. Just relax there now. Thank you, Johnny. Yes, uh, thank you, Johnny. And no problem, but my wife's real name is Deirdre, not Daphne. Oh, sure, that's a much better name. 
And sometime in flight, Deirdre, you must tell me why Jack sometimes calls you Daphne. I say there's a good story there. Uh, well, <laughs> no, Johnny, in fact... Yeah, no, 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 never mind all that now, Deirdre. Just stand up straight there. Now, look, you can rest your elbows on the basket's edge and look over. Oh, yes. Lovely. Very comfortable. Yep. Make yourselves very comfortable there, folks, while I give her another blast. What? Oh, I, I see. You mean the balloon. Oh, now that's a big lick of fire, isn't it? That has to be just right for our liftoff. Okay, ground crew, stand by to let her go. All set, Captain. Just say when. Oh, my God. Look, we're, we're lifting up, Deirdre. Look. We're lifting up off the ground. Oh, we are, we are. Crew, let go ropes. Thank you. Tracy, time to check two-way radio. Checking now, Captain. Ground crew to Captain Thunder. Ground crew to Captain Thunder. Over. Receiving you loud and clear, ground crew. Chase crew, keep us in sight as you track us. I reckon that the current conditions will take us southeast at max of 1,000. Over. Copy that, Captain. Southeast at max of a thousand. Over. Roger that. And be advised, I'm leaving me radio open on loudspeaker if you wish to make contact with us in flight. Over. Roger that, Captain. We'll chase, observe, and track you to your landing. Safe journey. Over. Thank you, crew. Over and out. Okay, Jack and Deirdre, that's the end of the technical stuff. Now, you two just relax and enjoy the occasion. We will. And listen to that silence, Deirdre. Oh, it's lovely. And that nice, gentle breeze. Well, that breeze will soon disappear, folks, because we will be taken by the wind, moving at the wind speed. But let's get higher up. I'm aiming for a thousand feet, folks. Perfect viewing altitude. You know your stuff, Johnny. All very technical. Yeah. You're in good hands, folks. In the sky and on the ground. Thank you, Johnny. And Jack, look how much we've gone up already. Look! (laughs) Tracy and the Grand Crew are tiny. Look at them all getting into their cars. Uh. And look at our car where we parked it. It's like a little dinky toy. (laughs) Quite right, Daphne. And now our Ground Crew has become our chase crew. In their cars, tracking us all the way. And they'll drive you back to your car from wherever we eventually land. So there's no worries there. And do you know exactly where we will land, Johnny? Of course he does. Well, more or less. Basically, we just go where the wind takes us, at the varying altitudes we choose. But myself and my crew have carefully checked all the climactic conditions, wind direction, thermal observations, and for all the distances. And we've travelled a good distance already, haven't we? Oh, we have indeed. And off to the right there, you can see Maynooth University. Oh. And nearby to it, St. Patrick's College, founded in 1795. Now, an interesting fact is, Maynooth is the only university town in Ireland. All the other universities are in cities. Oh, well, that's interesting, all right. And will we be going over Maynooth, Johnny? Not on this trip, Daphne, I'm afraid. For you personally, this time, we will be sailing over a much more interesting place. Oh, that sounds exciting. I think so, too, provided I keep this baby at the right altitude. Oh, there we are. Perfect altitude now. And Jack... Did you bring your binoculars? Yep, have them here, Johnny. Good, because soon, believe it or not, we'll be passing over Leakslip. Will we? Already? 
Brilliant. Why? What's in Leak Slip? Well, Jack was saying that you said you'd love to see Leak Slip from the sky. Did I? I don't remember saying that. Oh, I think you did, Deirdre. Anyway, whether or which, we'll soon be over Leak Slip. You are very quiet, Deirdre. Perhaps you'd like to take a little break. Oh, no, my apologies. I was just remembering something that maybe I should have told you earlier. Oh, yes? Maybe I should have told you weeks ago, but I didn't think it was relevant then. Not to worry. Do you wish to tell me now? Yes. Well, you asked me earlier, when in the hot air balloon did I first really get frightened, feel really threatened? Yes. When did your earlier positive feelings change? Yes. Well, I now think that really happened when I heard the word leak slip. Leak slip? Yes. And I apologise. I know I should have told you all this weeks ago, but leak slip has always been a constant flashpoint of conflict, of accusation and argument in our recent married life. I see. And why was that? Well, simply because leak slip is where my dentist is. And it is therefore about an hour's drive from our house. And Jack was at first always annoyed and later always angry because it was so far and so frequent. And I could never understand it. I was attending my dentist, for heaven's sake. <laughs> Indeed. And there was no other reasons why he oh, might feel... eventually he made no secret of the reasons that were festering inside that head of his. It was plain jealousy. Jealousy? Of your dentist? Yes. And for no reason, all in his imagination, all his suspicions, eventually accusing me of God knows what. Like what? Oh, everything he could think of. I only had to mention that I was going to leak slip and he'd be off. What? You have to go to him again? You were there only two weeks ago. Three weeks ago. All right, three weeks ago and two weeks before that. Jack, I have to look after my teeth. Every few weeks for the past year? For God's sake, how many teeth do you have? A great white shark doesn't have as many teeth as you seem to have. And most people I know put off going to the dentist. But you, oh, oh, you're up early, all dressed up as though you're going to a cocktail party. Your teeth gleaming before you even get near the man. And then back home with an appointment to be off to him again. Yes! And I'm going to keep going because I love my teeth and I want to keep them. And how dare you say that I have a mouth of teeth like a great white shark? Well, shark or no shark, let me tell you this. The next time you're going to see this dentist of yours, I'll be going with you to see what the hell he's up to and what you're up to, you and him and this so-called dentistry. I see. And did he ever... I mean, did he ever actually go with you to... Oh, no, no, never. Simply because that was the last time I went to the dentist in Leakslip, apart from one six-month checkup after that. I see. And Jack was happy with that? Well, yes, he was. But then soon after, I also had to go to my chiropodist every two or three weeks. And he, by coincidence, was also in Leakslip. Your chiropodist was in Leakslip? Yes, because he had been recommended to me by my dentist. And they practised quite near each other, in Leakslip. I see. And was Jack equally angry because of the chiropodist in Leakslip? Well, no, not at first, because he had often commented on how I was walking and asking if I was in pain, so he knew I needed a chiropodist. So he was sympathetic to that? He was, but at that time, and I think this was brought on by my posture with the pains in my feet, I began to develop some lower back pain, and I was recommended to a very good chiropractor, and he also had his practice in Leakslip. He was also in Leakslip? Yes, he was. 
And if you'll excuse me saying this, but that is exactly how Jack used to repeat things back to me, just like you did now. Oh, no, I was just exactly surprised. Exactly as Jack was, and I can still hear his voice in my ears as he then break into his usual attack on leak slip in general, making a laugh of everything there, as if I was making all this up as I went along. And what I'd like to know is, why is it, when it comes to all medical matters that we here in Ireland, instead of looking to the Nobel Prize winners in Stockholm, or the advanced medical centres of Geneva or California or the Sorbonne in France, we all ignore those, and instead we all flock to a little sleepy town in the county Kildare called Leakslip. Where, for some unknown reason, all the world's most renowned doctors and dentists, chiropodists and chiropractors, and for all I know, orthopaedic surgeons, heart surgeons and brain surgeons, have all decided to open up their practices and be all delighted to be working on top of one another, all stuffed into the same little town called Leakslip that you can't resist galloping up to and back from day after day or week after week for every little Mickey Mouse thing you think is wrong with you. And now... It only surprises me that you didn't want to have our children delivered in Leak Slip and baptised in Leak Slip and schooled in Leak Slip. In fact, I'm beginning to wonder if you didn't want to have them conceived in Leak Slip. Shut! You are now talking like a lunatic! Oh, am I? Then maybe you also know of a world-renowned lunatic asylum in Leak Slip that you'd like to have me committed to. And then you could include me in all your mysterious medical visitations to that acclaimed seat of learning and research. I see. Yes, Deirdre, those were very harsh words indeed. Yes, and that is why up in that balloon when I heard Johnny Thunder, not Jack, but Johnny Thunder referring to our arrival over Leakslip, it was then that I knew that Jack had probably told Johnny Thunder all about his suspicions about me and Leakslip. And I then realised suddenly in that balloon up in the sky with just the two of them there that I was in the greatest of danger. So you had to decide in that moment on a course of action. Well, no, I didn't. Because within minutes the most extraordinary, amazing thing happened to Johnny Thunder. Oh, it's a great view, Johnny. Ah, yeah. We're flying nicely now, folks. I'll take it down a bit more, but not too low. You see, I have to be constantly aware of those tall trees over there and maybe electric cables. And then there's those houses over there on the other side. But at the same time, I'd like you both to have a nice, close look at Leakslip. Oh, thanks very much, Johnny. This is exciting, isn't it, Deirdre? Yes. You do know that the translation of Leakslip means lame on Vradoin, the leap of the salmon. Did you know that? No, I never knew that. Did you know that, Deirdre? No. No? Well, strange. I thought you would have heard of that at some time or other. Jack, I think it's time to get your binoculars focused. Oh, yeah, right, doing that now. Ah, that looks great. Here, Deirdre, do you want to have a look? No, I'm grand. Oh, suit yourself. Oh, yes, our leak slip looks lovely and peaceful. With lots of dogs in those back gardens. I think that's a Labrador there, or maybe a collie of some sort. You like dogs, do you, Jack? No, Johnny. He's afraid of his life of them. Afraid of dogs? No, don't mind her. I'm not. Yes, you are. I'm not. 
I'm only afraid of Alsatians and... Ah, come on. We're all afraid of Alsatians, Jack. No, Johnny, he's afraid of all animals. Dogs, cats, even cows. Don't talk nonsense. <laughs> afraid of cows? Mm, all animals, not just lions and tigers, but all of them. Deirdre, would you ever Even just... on television, if he sees a bull, he closes his eyes as tight as he can. I do not. I never, ever... I've seen you. I've seen you. And Johnny, if a leopard or a hippo comes on, he has to leave the room. Ah, Jack, come on. You need to get over that. Just remember that if a lion or a tiger has been fed, you've nothing to fear. But if they're hungry, waiting to be fed, or out hunting for food, well then, that's another story. Look, can we all stop talking about animals? But the same applies to all animals. If they're hungry, give them a wide berth. I know, I know, I know all that. And now, can we just end this conversation here and now? See, Johnny, he's afraid to even talk about them. I'm not. And Deirdre, I know this is your way of getting us away from looking at leak slip. Well, it's just right below us now. Hard to miss. And this is about as low as we can get, folks. Oh, well, it's great, Johnny. Now, Deirdre, tell us... uh, Whereabouts is your dentist's house down there? Oh, is this what this is all about, is it? This is your surprise, is it? What? No, I'm just asking. That's always your excuse, isn't it? I'm just asking. Folks, sorry. No, it's a simple question. No, I know you, and it's not a simple question. It's just... What? I'm sorry, I... Jack. (coughs) Johnny, are you all right? No, no, Jack. My legs is all weak. I'm not able to... Oh, my God, Jack, he's on his knees. Johnny. Johnny, are you all right? Johnny, take it easy. What's wrong? I feel so weak, Jack. Jack, I'm so sorry. Johnny, oh. Johnny, no! You can't! Look, stand up! Just get up onto your feet! Jack, he can't! Stop pulling at oh, him! Oh, good God, I think he's fainted. Is he breathing? See if he's breathing! Johnny, for God's sake, say something! Look at me! Oh, God, Deirdre, I think he's gone unconscious. Or maybe... Roll him onto his side. Get him in the recovery position. But I think he's getting worse. Look at him. Johnny, pull yourself together. Get up. We need you here. We can't fly Open this balloon. Open his clothes. Get, let him breathe. But he's he's not breathing at all. He, oh, God, Deirdre. I think maybe he's not alive. Don't say that. Oh, look. Look, the balloon is going lower and lower. Look! Oh, quick! Squirt some of the fire into it the way he did! Oh, for God's sake, I don't know anything about squirting fire. Ground crew to Captain Thunder. Urgent, urgent, come in. Over. What's that? That's Tracy on his two-way radio. She wants him. Come in, come in, Captain Thunder. Urgent. You're flying too low, too low. Gain altitude at once. Over. Quick, answer it. Tell Tracy he's dead and we don't know what to do. But I don't know how to answer that thing. What, what buttons do I press? Or... Urgent Johnny, please respond. Gain altitude. There's electric cables coming just under you soon. Gain altitude now. Over. Oh my God, Deirdre, we're going to crash and into electric cables. We have to get off this balloon immediately. Get off! No, we can't get off. We'll have to make it go up higher. But we don't know how to. Well, then try Johnny again. Maybe he's just fainted. Slap his face. Slap his face? Look at him. He's lifeless. We just have to jump out of this balloon or we'll be killed on the electric cables. But no, we'll be killed if we jump out. No, look, we're heading for the tops of those big bushy trees. Johnny, this is Tracy. You're going to crash. Gain altitude quick. Johnny? What's wrong? 
Johnny! Answer her! She might tell us what to do! But I don't know how to! All right, all right, all right, all right. I'll press this and, and, and this. And, uh, hello? Tracy, can you hear me? We think Johnny is dead. How do we fly upwards? Tell us, quick! Say over and press something. Over? Hello? Hello? Now it's gone completely dead. Deirdre, there's some trees coming up. We have to jump now or we'll be into those electric cables. No, the trees will kill us. No, they'll break your fall. Come on now, you go first. I'll help you climb up out of the basket. Jack, what are you doing? Get your hands off me. No, no, I'll get you up on the edge of the basket and you jump out into the trees. No, let me go, let me go. No, no, you'll just drop into them. No! Now's your chance. Here they come. The trees are almost here. No! Get away from me. Put me down! Get your hands off me. I'm not jumping anywhere. Yes, you are. It'll save your life. You're trying to kill me. I'm trying to save you. You're nearly over now. No, stop! Let go. Get away from me. I'm trying to save you. No, you are not. Folks, folks, stop. Stop. Look, look. I'm all right. I'm all right. Look. Johnny, you're standing up. You're all right. Yes, yes, I'm grand. Look, 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 I'm grand. We thought you were... Oh, Johnny, look. Look, we're falling out of the sky. We're going to crash. No, we're not. I'm your captain. I'll get her up again. Just needs a few bursts of gas. Oh, thank God. Thank God. We're going up. Look, Deirdre, we're going up again. We are indeed. But we came very close to ditching there. But we'll be all right now. Oh, thank God. All under control now. But what happened to you, Johnny? Ah! I sometimes get these blackouts. I think it's the prescriptions that they have me on. They keep changing them all the time. We thought you were dead. Oh, someday I will be. But not today, folks. <laughs> oh, look! Up and up we go! I'm just in time. <laughs> you never told me you got blackouts, Johnny. Jack, you never asked me. <laughs> That's a good point. I never did, did I? No, you did not. <laughs> uh, the old jokes are the best. Am I right or am I right? <laughs> Every time, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and they were still laughing on and off, looking at each other and then laughing again as we flew beyond Leakslip, further into Kildare and into Meath and sometimes Johnny talking on his two-way radio to Tracy and his chase crew off on the ground somewhere beneath us. And all the time I never said a word. I just stood there, shaking and speechless, holding tightly onto the rim of the basket until eventually we landed in a field in Kildare, I think. And Johnny's crew in their cars met us there and drove us back to our own car parked in the field where we left it in County Meath. And only then did I speak again. I see. And can you remember what you said when you did speak? Well, I thanked Johnny Thunder for the flight and his ground crew for helping us. And when Jack was driving me home later, I thanked him for the wonderful anniversary surprise. You thanked him? 
Yes, of course. Because I never knew for certain if his friend Johnny Thunder had really got a blackout. Just as I never knew the year before, deep down that pothole where Jack had brought me and where my lamp had suddenly gone out and where I was left terrified in the dark and where Jack disappeared up to the surface without me and where his friend had then appeared from nowhere and rescued me from that dark, watery, echoing pothole. I could never explain all that then. Just as I couldn't explain Johnny Thunder last year. I see, indeed. And last year after you thanked Jack, what did he say about, well, about the whole experience? Oh, he said that he thought Johnny nearly died and how lucky we were not to have to jump to safety and how delighted he was that it all worked out so well, which was exactly what he said to me the previous year, telling me how lucky I was after I was brought to safety from that dark, deep watery pothole. Interesting. All of which I suspect probably makes it so difficult for you now. Now that you have this year's wedding anniversary approaching very soon, what with those experiences and how you may feel and perhaps your realisation of the control Jack has over you and his persuasive behaviour on these anniversaries. Yes. And this is why I particularly wanted to see you today. Well, of course, because of your mounting anxiety of what may be in store for you and... Well, no, no. It was because I wanted to tell you that I feel no anxiety whatsoever. Oh. And I've had no nightmares, no panic attacks, because last week I gathered enough strength to suggest to Jack that this time, instead of him giving me an anniversary surprise, that I be permitted to give him the anniversary surprise. Excellent. Well done, you. As I so often suggested, you've declared yourself. You assumed control. Well, yes, because as I said to him, that it's an anniversary for both of us. So we should take turns. And this year will be my turn to provide the surprise for the anniversary. Well done, Deirdre. Well done. Well, thank you. But uh, actually, it was my dentist who thought of it. Your dentist? In Leakslip? Yes. I had gone to him for my checkup, And I was just telling him how I felt in the past year. And he came up with the whole idea. Excellent. And when you suggested it to Jack? Oh, well, I didn't tell Jack it was my dentist's suggestion. No, of course not. But Jack was all for it when I told him. Said immediately that would be great fun and promised to do whatever I selected, no matter what. Excepting that you were now in control. Yes, and wondered what surprise I would have for him. Indeed. And have you decided what... Uh... Oh, yes. And it's all worked out great. Better than I expected. Because my dentist has a friend who is actually working in the place where I'm taking Jack. Wonderful. So his friend can get you privileges, perhaps make it extra special. Exactly. Just as Jack could get privileges with a friend working in that potholing place. And last year with his friend Johnny Thunder working in the hot air balloon business. Indeed. So your dentist friend will do the same for you. And maybe even better. Yes, exactly. In fact, he said he can make it a very private visit for us. Like, he has the authority to really open doors for us, get us into places where most people are not usually allowed. Get you the red carpet treatment. Yes, and his influence will allow us, well, allow Jack to be up close and personal with everything on view. In fact, opening up that whole world to him. Intriguing. And may I be so bold to ask... Where exactly are you taking him? Oh, to the zoo. 
the zoo? Yes, yes. Beginning where the lions, the leopards and the tigers will be waiting. Waiting? Yes. And maybe not just those animals, maybe also hyenas, prairie dogs and wolves will be there too. And as a surprise, all with open access, everywhere opened up and all just for Jack and they all waiting and waiting. Waiting? For what? Waiting for Jack and all waiting to be fed. We've been listening to The Wedding Anniversary by Bernard Farrell. Stephen Brennan was Jack and Deirdre was played by Janet Moran. Peter Gaynor played Malcolm, the counsellor. Venetia Bow was Tracy and Johnny Thunder was played by Brian Murray. The sound engineer was Mark McGrath. The Wedding Anniversary by Bernard Farrell was produced by Kevin Reynolds. rta.ie forward slash drama on one.